0: You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org. The Parameters of Confessionalism, Part 2 of 4. I've been posting on why Redemption Hill is confessional. The term confessional has lost its luster over the last hundred years, but prior, most churches held to a confession of faith. In a series of blog posts, I want to show the value of confessions and why a local church should be confessional. The series on confessionalism is about, one, the nature of confessionalism, two, the parameters of confessionalism, three, a vision of confessionalism, and four, subscription to a confession. If you are new to confessionalism or the term is foreign, that's okay. Uh, the purpose of cornfieldtheology.com is to introduce people to new concepts, terms, and theological ideas. You should know uh, these four blog posts on confessionalism have been adapted from a paper I submitted to the elders of Trinity Fellowship Churches in preparation for Theology Day before our General Assembly in 2021. In this second of four posts, I discuss the parameters of confessionalism and of our confession of faith. I'll state the purpose of this post with a question. How much theology should or should not be in a confession of faith? Somewhere in the middle. A confession of faith is not a systematic theology book. A systematic theology book has its place, but it is not a functional expression of faith for a local church. In 2020, I took several members of the church through a systematic theology book. The class enriched the students and the members of Redemption Hill. It provoked good questions. But there was a sense that the breadth of a systematic theology book can be overwhelming. A person could study systematic theology for a lifetime and die realizing they have only scratched the service. And there is the other end of the spectrum. A confession of faith cannot be summed up in a few statements on a church website. Try this for an exercise. Contact your local pastor and ask how he decided what 10 theological points to put on his website. Did he copy and paste from another website? from another church website? Is the, is the statement of faith so vague that a Catholic, Presbyterian, Baptist, and Methodist all agree? Far too many local churches, networks, and denominations refuse to be held accountable with, quote, all that theology, end quote. To take the words of Alexander Hamilton out of context, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. So, If a confession of faith is not taking a seminary class on systematic theology and it's not your garden-variety 10 points found on a local church website, then what is the right balance for a confession of faith? A confession of faith aims for the middle. It is deep in its theology and wide in its various doctrines. A confession of faith cannot address everything, but it addresses much, A confession must have primary doctrines and secondary doctrines. Tertiary doctrines should be held with an open hand and often not included in a confession of faith. Primary doctrines include doctrines central to the gospel of Jesus Christ. For example, the incarnation, atonement, and justification must be affirmed, taught, and defended at all costs. These primary doctrines must be in our confession of faith. Secondary doctrines are also essential and help distinguish a church or a denomination from another church or denomination. Secondary doctrines might include baptism in the Lord's table, or the revelatory gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're not Presbyterian because we hold to credo baptism. That is a secondary doctrine that distinguishes us and our denomination from the Presbyterians. Tertiary doctrines are not a point of division and distinction, but are not also not less worthy of our time, study, reflection, and conviction. A, a tertiary doctrine might include the specifics of eschatology. There's no need to break, break fellowship with a brother or sister in Christ who holds to, say, historic premillennialism, while I hold to, you know, reformed amillennialism. The challenge lies in determining what is primary, secondary, and tertiary. Primary doctrines are more obvious, but secondary and tertiary doctrines might be malleable depending on a person's conviction. Nonetheless, a confession of faith aims to find a consensus of what should be included in a confession of faith. More to a denomination. The parameters of our confession of faith can be narrowed a bit further. Trinity Fellowship Churches has five Confessional Foundation Commitments. These Confessional Foundation Commitments distinguish Trinity Fellowship churches from other churches and denominations. These commitments include uh, being Reformed, Christocentric, Continuationist, Complementarian, and Baptistic. These commitments are included in our Confession of Faith, and they help define the parameters of our Confession of Faith.